What's up, guys? Chris Harry with you on a Week 16 edition of Chargers Weekly. A very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all the Chargers fans out there. Coming up, we're going to get this week's opposing view from Ryan O'Halloran of the Denver Post. But first, as we do it every Thursday, what's on the menu? Powered by Subway with the voice of the Chargers, Matt Money-Smith. Buddy, a division win last Thursday with the rookie quarterback playing a hero in overtime. I don't think you could have scripted it any better, man. No, and, and you know, that's an important one. And I think for all the people, you know, we, we talked about this, right? We have for the last couple of weeks here is so much more important for this team to get wins than to have a higher draft pick. You know, especially when you got swept out the division last year to be on that nine game losing streak, especially the manner in which you lost to the Broncos lost. I mean, think about it. They lose to the chiefs first in overtime and a 58 yard field goal. They lose to the Broncos, which I think is the worst loss of the year. I mean, just yeah, thoroughly dominating that team and then ended up losing it that way. And that really was kind of that tipping point of the season where you win that game and you're like, okay, I can see this team going on a run and maybe getting a push into the playoffs. And then of course to lose to the Raiders on, on two can't control the ball to the ground catches in the end zone that would have given you the win. So nice to see, get that revenge win, knock the players, knock the Raiders, I should say, out of the playoffs. That's so good for so many of these young players moving forward. And it'll be the same against the Broncos this week if they can accomplish that. I think it was most important for Justin to to do the the actual act of, of winning a game in the division and knowing you have two more uh, to close out this year. And I agree with you. Who cares about the draft pick? Yeah. I, I don't, if it's 10, 12, 13, it doesn't matter. It's more important for Justin Herbert to beat the Broncos and beat the Chiefs. And I don't care if it's a skeleton crew of Kansas City Chiefs in week 17 because it may not mean anything. But it, it yeah. does mean something to win three straight in the division going into 2021 uh, with a quarterback in a second year. Yeah, look, uh, you know, I get the draft thing when you don't have a quarterback. You know, yeah. when, when you don't have a quarterback and you're looking at, oh, boy, now we're slipping from three to 11 and 11 to 50. OK, then I Money, get. you can argue the Chargers got the number one overall pick in the draft. Exactly. If it look, I think if you were as good as Burrow has looked uh, as good as Tua has looked, it's going to be an awesome draft class. I have full faith that all three of these guys are going to be super just phenomenal special players. But I would imagine you'd have a majority of the 32 GM say, give me that guy. Get, yeah. Give me the guy that's six foot six, 230 pounds. And constant, I mean, consistently throughout his rookie season has put his team in a position to win games. I mean, look, Mike Badgley almost gave it away again. You know, how many times are we going to get Herbert in position, you know, putting the team in a position to win and, and not getting cooperation from his teammates? So that goes beyond the, the one loss record. The idea that he's even doing it to put them in that position, um, in addition to just the, the stats, all the rookie records he's going to break, how good that arm looks. There's just so much to love about it. I think you're absolutely right, Chris. I, I think he is again as great as each of these quarterbacks have been i think he'd have ended up being the number one pick um if they were to redraft right now yeah i i also i, I look at all the things that happened you mentioned this last week like he won that game in new orleans man yeah. he, he won that game in new orleans uh last week or two weeks ago rather uh, against the falcons that passed to tyron johnson you and i talked about last week and then yeah. To be as cool as he was with just a couple of minutes left in overtime, knowing that you have to score a touchdown to win a football game. And to, I mean, if you put maybe another yard or two of air on that to Jalen Guyton, that's a walk-in touchdown yeah. game over there. Um, so it got interesting at the end with the quarterback sneaks and everything. It was kind of oh, funny gosh, hearing I him. I was in! I was in! Yeah. 
You know, the first one that was fumbled had the Raiders fallen on it. It had been game over and have been like, wow, that's heartbreak. And that's, you know, and you heard what Matt Rule had to say about Teddy Bridgewater. I hate that play. I hate the quarterback reaching out. And I agree. Um, when you're low, it's okay. But when you're high, you just don't have the, the strength that you have down here with those arms tight to your body. And, and it, it tends to get a little sideways. But, you know, I, I love the play call. You use the big body, get the get the yard, get in. I'm, uh, you know, stoked for him to be the guy that gets the win when, you know, there's zeros on the clock, te- te- you know, technically zeros on the clock because yeah. it's a sudden death victory. Um, and, and as you said, you can hear the excitement. I was in, you know, huge win over the Raiders, knock them out of the playoffs. Now you've got a controversy at quarterback with Derek Carr screaming and yelling that he's okay to go. And some people saying, ah, you know, we might want to see Mario again. <laughs> That's what you want to do, you know, and do it in Denver, you know, you get out duel drew lock as a rookie and him as a second year player and, and get Elway thinking, Oh boy, do I have to invest a draft pick and a quarterback again? You know, that's what you want. Um, and also climb out from the cellar, right? Don't finish last in the in the division two years in a row. You know, finish third is is you know, and who knows? Maybe you finish tied for second if the Raiders and I think the Raiders could totally lose out. You know, it wouldn't it's surprise me at all. It's it's so, highly possible. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Drew Locke, if you're the Broncos and you're looking up at the division, you see Patrick Mahomes and uh Justin Herbert, and then you know, we don't know. Maybe Marcus Mario is the starting quarterback of the Raiders yeah. in 2021 for all we know, but, but you're the Broncos and there's like this balance of patience with a young quarterback. And then you see just the, the real uneven play from Locke and, and Jerry Judy is just not getting going. And he was arguably the best wide receiver in the draft. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of questions in Denver and you said it, man, the, the Chargers they have revenge on their mind. You blow a 21 point lead in the middle of the third quarter on the road, that could have been the catalyst to, to get on a run. And obviously it went the other way. Uh, Got to get the, the Broncos back, especially with, with Melvin Gordon and company carrying the load. Yeah. And I think, you know, for as much as Vic Fangio had, had been celebrated, you know, for as well as that defense had been playing, you know, and, and yeah, they, they held Kansas city in check and I just pulled up their schedule. because I wanted to make sure I had the number, right. Carolina scored 27 against them. You know, Buffalo just humiliated them. You know, I mean, Josh Allen put on a clinic. And you look at Locke's totals in the last three games, it's, you know, 132 passing yards against Buffalo, 151 passing yards against Kansas City. You know, you get Herbert out there to to put up another 300 against them. And and I think it just, again, sets the tone and, and, you know, announces to the rest of the division not only are you going to have to contend with Patrick Mahomes every year, you're going to have to contend with Pat, with Justin Herbert every year. And yeah. man, you circle those four games and go, geez, you know, what a nightmare, what a gauntlet of a division to have to deal with, with two quarterbacks, you know, one who's what 24 and another one 25, however old Mahomes is now. And another one who's 22. Like, it's just, I think it's important to send that message. And also for, as you said, even if the chiefs are, are going to rest players, which I'm guessing they probably will, because, you know, although, it will be interesting, you know, because a lot of times you look, you get that buy and it's like, man, do I really want to give my guys, what would it be? 20 days off, you know, 20, 21 That's days off time. going into a playoff game, you know, so they may end up playing them for a half or something and see if you can trade punches with them for that. But I mean, just to focus on this one, I think the Broncos are to some degree sputtering here, you know, to the finish lost three or four. They played some really good teams, but um, just keep piling on, you know, get that victory, get the extra win over them and see if you can get to seven and nine and, and improve by two wins from last year. 
So how do you do it against this Broncos team? Obviously a very depleted secondary. I was just talking to Rhino Howland at the Denver Post. They're like, Josh Allen just ripped them up uh, based on just the, the lack of depth they have. I, it's one of those led Justin Cook games, I think, man. Just get up on them and, and stay up on them this time as opposed to yeah. what happened in Denver. You know, I think with, you know, with, with that game, that that Bills-Broncos game, you look at it and they did it both ways. I mean, they gashed them on the ground and then Allen just torched them through the air. So, you know, they averaged – uh, you know, seven, eight yards on the ground. Allen, I know, I think he threw for what, two? I think he threw for two and ran for two or something, whatever. Threw it was, for two, ran for two. I think it's what it was. Yeah, threw for two, ran for two. So let's get that, before, you know, and, and I think that's something that was, you know, if I had to, if, I, if I'm if i picking nits from the Raider win, don't even run the ball. Just don't even run it. You they know, enough with the ba- Yeah, yeah uh, who cares about balance when, when Herbert is absolutely destroying them through the air? Throw it 60 times. He's not, t- he's not getting hit. He's not taking sacks and the the Raiders had no answer. Just keep throwing. You know, what's the point of rushing for two and a half, three yards of carry when you can just cut them to pieces through the air. And I think if that's available because Denver has no secondary right now, their entire secondary is gone. So after, especially after being able to get Keenan rested and Mike rested, you know, you get those guys back then you got a chance to really pile up some stats for those dudes, you know, Mike, to some degree going into free agency, Keenan continuing to add to his record setting season, go get it. Just throw the ball, throw the ball 45, 50 times and and put up a 40 burger on him. I mean, that's how I would do it. Defensively, you know, obviously no Melvin Ingram. I know Chen is banged up. Uh, Joey is in the protocol right now as we speak. So there may be a very limited pass rush in terms of the guys that we're used to seeing get after the quarterback for the chargers, which means you know, stop the run first and foremost. Stop, stop Melvin Gordon, um, and and don't let Drew Locke beat you with KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy. I mean, I mean, what do you think defensively they need to do, knowing that they may not be at full strength with a pass rush? Well, you know, I think we've seen. You know, I like Jerry Tillery as that long end. So, you know, I, I think what you'll probably see is is Tillery at one, Rochelle at the other. And I like that rotation inside, you know, with, I I like Broughton. Every time I see him out there, I feel like he is making a play or getting a push. So, you know, if if you put those two on the outside and you got that three man rotation in, you know, with Broughton, with, with uh, Justin and with, and with Linball, I I think that's, that's, look, it's not Joey Bose. It's not Melvin Ingram. It's not Jenna. You're going to probably lose a little bit on the outside there. Um, But, you know, I'm, it's not a great offensive line. I know Garrett Bowles is the PFF darling this year, but what it's because they're not calling holding as much. Uh, we talked about this last time, you know, so yeah. congratulations to him. I mean, it's a heck of a story. I'm happy for him. I'd rather he have money in his pocket than the ownership of the Broncos. That's for sure. I, you know, players deserve every cent they get, but I just, I'm not buying the whole Garrett Bowles is it's worked his way into the elite left tackle conversation. So go get him Tillery, you know? And, and I think, you know, Tillery's got enough salt in him that that I could totally see him viewing this as a watch what I can do kind of game. You know, all right, so, no Joey, no Melvin. Watch this. You know, I, I'd love to see it. He's just got that kind of attitude to him. Um, so I, I think that's what you'll see. Um, would love to see a little bit more of, of, you know, Kenneth Murray flying around as opposed to thinking. I thought he took a little bit of a step back last week. Um, would love to kind of see him get back to where he was in that game against the Patriots um, and played and played solid against the Falcons. So would like to see that. 
Um, and, and, you know, the secondary, Mike Davis has been great. You know, he's been playing he's great. Been great. It seems, you know, again, it seems like Casey's got some issues um, out there. And, you know, we don't know what we are. We'll probably, what they are, we'll probably find out about them at the end of the season. But, um, you know, that's, that's kind of, uh, I think, what you'll, what you'll probably get a look at. Chris Harris Jr. too. He, he gets to play yeah. against his old team. Um, and exactly. he, he, he talked about not wanting to be in the goose egg column in terms of interception. So he got one against the Raiders. Uh, again, I was just talking to Ryan. He's going to say all the right things in the media. But you know he wants to get after this Broncos team oh, yeah. and just make their season even worse than it is. Yeah, no doubt. I'm, I'm sure. And look, if there's if Derek Carr's playing quarterback instead of Mariota, he goes for six. You know, that's the sad thing is he got the one quarterback that's <laughs> one of the fastest darn dudes, in the, not just at quarterback, but in the league. I mean, Mariota is freaking fast and ended up chasing him down. Otherwise, that would have been a pick six. So good, like you said, good to see him get on the board. And Drew Locke can be careless, man. We know that. So would love to see a, a back-to-back for sure, um, especially, you know, with them being down, you know, some of their their receivers obviously with Sutton down. He's been down all year. But, yeah. um, you know, it's not it's not, it's not not uh, Cortland Sutton out there. It's it's Tim Patrick. Like you said, it's K.J. Hamler that, that got over on the Chargers in, in whatever the week was, week five or six, or what I think it was week five that they played him. Um, so, yeah, would be nice to see. Nice to see Chris get one. Two more money. Um, see if you could just end this this season on a high note. And, and there's this balance between, I think, empty wins where you look at those empty wins at the end of the year and, and maybe that kind of clouds what you think you are going into the next year. But in the case of the Chargers, we've seen what Justin Herbert has been able to do throughout the course of the year. I think just getting these division wins just kind of reaffirms what he can do in 2021. So I'm looking forward to seeing – uh, this offense get back out there against the Broncos. Look forward to seeing you uh, right after Christmas, man, at SoFi Stadium. Yeah, exactly. Uh, have a great holiday. Merry Christmas to you and, and the family. And certainly excited to watch this one. Uh, excited to, to get out there, get eyes on it. And um, and then, like you said, finish it up with uh, with a game against the Chiefs and, and get three consecutive division wins, finish 7-9, and nine and feel like you really got something working uh, toward 2021. No question. Thanks, brother. All right, you got it. All right, Bolts fans, this season, Pizza Hut, they're hooking it up with the Bolt to the Hut bundle deal that includes an exclusive Chargers poster. For $14.99, Chargers fans will receive a large three-topping pizza and a Chargers poster. Right now, it's the Joey Bosa poster that's available. Collect all six-player posters throughout the season. Visit PizzaHut.com deals. Enter your zip code to see if your local Pizza Hut is participating in the greater LA area. Offers available for pickup or delivery while supplies last. All right, to get this week's opposing view, a friend of the podcast, Ryan O'Halloran from the Denver Post joins me. And Ryan, listen, I think it would be fun to have two teams playing meaningful December football. Unfortunately, that's not the case, but I was just talking to you offline. You get to at least come visit SoFi Stadium. Yeah, looking forward to that. And, you know, I give a hat tip to our paper. I mean, as you know, a lot of people have not traveled this year, but we've committed to it. Yeah, you know, so I've seen the new stadium in Las Vegas. Looking forward to seeing the new stadium in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – it's still going to be fun when, when two AFC West teams uh, go head-to-head. What are the Broncos saying about playing the Chargers the second time this year? Well, they felt that come from behind win was going to sort of turn their season. I mean, they were down, what, three touchdowns. Drew Locke let them back. Bryce Callahan had the big interception to, to spark it. But I think what you're going to hear from the Broncos this week is – mostly about their house, but also a lot of respect for Justin Herbert, who 
was great against them uh, in uh, November, had an interception. But, uh, you know, for the Chargers, and I wrote this in today's paper, they, they got to be excited going against these Bronco corners. Uh, Callahan's gone. Bowie, Boye's gone. Bassey. Um, so they have no depth. Josh Allen and Buffalo took advantage of it. If I'm, saying to you, if, if I'm the Chargers, I do the same thing. So what happened last Saturday? Obviously, lack of depth in the secondary, um, but but offensively too. Uh, I see Drew Locke having a, a great game against the Panthers, and then obviously, you know, Bills probably a little bit of a better defense. But I guess maybe kind of an uneven performance from him this season. Yeah, and he's been, it's it's when you watch Drew Locke every week, it makes you be even more impressed with a guy like Justin Herbert in terms of the consistency that Justin has shown. Drew's been like most young quarterbacks. He threw, he threw four interceptions against the Raiders and a loss. He made some plays to beat Miami. He made a lot of plays to beat Carolina. Last week, Buffalo had a smart plan. They looked at that Carolina tape, so we're not going to let you beat us deep. Hamler couldn't get deep. Judy couldn't get deep. A lot of dink and dunk. Um, and so if you're Drew going in these last two games, you got to, you know, it's a referendum, I think, uh, to prove that you should be the guy in 2021. And it feels like we're on this merry-go-round again with quarterbacks in Denver. But, you know, with, with Locke, you know, I'm sure internally they feel like he's making progress, but is he making enough to feel confident going into 2021 with him? That's what I, th- I think is so interesting is, you know, guys like Justin Herbert, what he's doing in his rookie s- season, it, it's kind of an anomaly, right? I mean, it, usually young quarterbacks in the first couple of years, it, it takes a while to get your bearings and, and become that pro that everybody's expecting you to be so early. So do the fans, does the organization, do you think they, they are going to have patience with Drew knowing that, hey, it's it's easy to look up and see Mahomes and now Herbert and, you know, who knows what, what Vegas is going to do this offseason at the quarterback position. Uh, but are they going to give Drew the, the, the requisite time to, to kind of figure this out? Well, it hasn't been John Elway's MO recently, patience and continuity. Uh, so if I had to put five bucks down, I'd say they bring everybody back. But – I don't know what that means for Drew Locke. Does it mean competition? I don't think it'd be their first round draft pick and start that cycle over again. But do they want to have a little bit more of a veteran presence who maybe can be the starter or at least be a, you know, challenge Locke a little bit. But I can make the case for making other changes as well. But I think with the no offseason, with a lot of injuries, I think the Broncos should embrace a little bit of a continuity thing with the coaching staff and give Vic that third year, give Pat Schirmer that second year to see if that works because what you've been doing changing every year has not worked. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough when, when you make changes every other year to, to have that continuity. And sometimes it does take time to, to carry out that plan. Chris Harris Jr. was not playing in, in that first game. I know he's going to be excited to play against his former team. He got his first interception of the season last Thursday in Vegas. I, I don't know if we really talked much about Chris because he wasn't playing um, when we spoke earlier in the year. Just your memories of, of Chris Harris Jr. as a Bronco and, you know, what it's going to be like to, to see him on the other side someday. Well, his last two years were my first two years here in Denver. Um, I, I like him a lot. He was great uh, from a media perspective, and he's a heck of a player. You know, he's going to say all the right things this week, but, you know, Chris wants to win this game. I mean, he wants to show the Broncos that, you know, he was interested in staying, but they had – they, they didn't feel that way, so he went to a division rival. So, I, you know, I think on some third downs covering the slot receiver, old uh, old Straff's going to be hunting for some picks <laughs> and uh, see if he can bring one all back. He almost did uh, last Thursday night. But uh, 
you know, he's probably one of the top inside corners in pro football. That's probably where he's best at right now at this stage of his career. And uh, so the more he's inside, uh, the better he suits the Chargers. It's a shame because he was so excited for this year. And it really, the injuries to the Chargers secondary, starting with Darwin James and, and Chris Harris, I think the Chargers fans were expecting to see this this secondary that included, you know, former all pros, pro bowlers, uh, that could consistently build throughout the course of the season. And just the, the, the injury bug has really hit the Chargers. Um, Chris is, is one of those guys, like you said, he's he's competitive. Uh, he's going to say all the right things. Who do you think of, of those wide receivers uh, presents the biggest challenge for this Chargers secondary this Sunday? I think it's KJ Hamler. Um, you know, Tim Patrick is, is a sideline guy, a red zone guy. Uh, he stays outside the numbers mostly. You know, KJ is there to take the deep, take the top off the defense guy. So that's what Gus Gus Bradley and the Chargers coaches got to be looking at is how do you play coverage to make sure he's not running down the field like he did against Carolina. Jerry Judy, the first round pick, uh, four catches last four games. I mean, something's going on there. Is he not getting open? Is Drew Lock missing him? I think it's a combination of all those things. But I think these last two games are are big for Drew Jerry to go into the offseason with some momentum because I mean it's been a while since he scored a touchdown since Atlanta, but month and a half ago. So um, if Chris stays on the side, I think he's going to see a little bit of Judy. He's going to see a lot of Hamler, maybe some Deshaun Hamilton. They like to rotate those guys. So he'll, he'll see, he'll get a chance to see everybody. Obviously the, the Broncos running game, uh, Chargers going to see an old friend of Melvin Gordon. Uh, what, what's Melvin saying about uh, coming back to LA to, to play his old teammates? Well, we hopefully get Melvin later in the week when uh, we talked to him before the Charger game and, and I get Melvin credit. He's like, Hey, I mean, I'm excited for this game, you know, as he should be. And, uh, but, but also as he admitted throughout the off season, you know, by this point last year, he knew what the situation was by the time he ended his holdout last year, he knew that that was going to be it in LA. So he was more looking for a fresh start. Whereas like other players in that situation are trying to hang on with their team. He knew he was moving on. So he sort of got over those feelings. He makes this offense go um, when he's running it. Well, that brings the safeties a little bit closer. It means they can throw some deep shots. He's, you know, and he's, he's also good protection. So he, he's he's got going the second half of the year, and they really haven't had a one and one a like they envisioned with Phil Lindsay. So it's been Melvin Gordon, even though Lindsay starts the game most weeks. But uh, with Melvin, he's probably going to sit out those first three games next year after that arrest uh, in Denver. Once he gets that straightened out, so but I expect him to return next year as their number one. Final thing, Ryan, what do you think is going to decide this game? Obviously, we talked about it at the top. It doesn't mean anything in terms of playoff, but I think there's something to be said. Um, you know, some people believe it. Some people don't. That momentum carries over. I think for the Chargers, uh, in the case of just winning games in the division, I've said this, I, I think it, it, it means a big deal for a guy like Justin Herbert to start to get wins in the division, just doing it instead of thinking about doing it. Uh, and then carrying that over to 2021. What do you think is going to decide this one? Yeah, I, I would throw Locke in the same category as Justin there. Uh, but in terms of a key to the game, neither team is very good at getting takeaways. Uh, uh, the Chargers have 16. That's tied for 23rd. The Broncos have 12. That's tied for second to last. If one team can be plus two, that would probably be the difference. It's going to be interesting to me what the Chargers do on offense because we're you're, they're aware of the corner situation. Do they try and you know really – go after them early to build the lead and then lean on Eckler, lean on the run game to sort of bleed the clock. 
I think that may be their approach. That probably should be their approach. And uh, yeah, I'm going to pick the Chargers to win because they, right now their quarterback is a lot playing a lot better than the Broncos quarterback. Ryan O'Halloran and Denver Post uh, get to see in person six feet apart in the press box at SoFi Stadium. Man, always appreciate your time. Yeah, sure, Chris. And all I want for Christmas on Sunday is for you to give me that Bill Walsh Find the Winning Edge book. <laughs> yes. Listen, it's, it's hard to find. <laughs> it's, it's too expensive. So, but, so anyways, Chris, have a good holiday. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. A big thanks to Ryan O'Halloran and Matt Money-Smith for joining me. And, of course, thanks to you all for listening. Be sure to download and subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all the Chargers fans out there. We're excited for Sunday. Enjoy the weekend. And until next time, I'm Chris Haley.